0: Hi everyone and welcome to Story Time Podcast. It's a storytelling podcast and I hope you all enjoy it. Thank you. My name is Virda Nuari, and today I have a story to tell you from the novel that I've just read, titled *Dubliners* by James Joyce. The novel has fifteen chapters, and those include different short stories written by James Joyce himself. In the first chapter, the sister gives a portrait of the relationship between a nameless boy and the infirm priest, Father Flynn. The priest, who has been relieved of his priestly duties, has acted as a mentor for the boy in the clerical duties of a Catholic priest. The story starts with the boy contemplating father Flynn's illness and impending death. He is fascinated with interpreting signs and symbols, and their meaning. Later, while the boy eats his dinner, his aunt, uncle, and old cutter have a conversation in which The boy is informed that the priest has died the conversation focused on the priest and his relationship with the boy that night the boy is haunted by image of the priest the next day the boy goes to look at the announcement that the priest has died and then wanders about further puzzling around his dream and about his relationship with the priest. That night the boy and his aunt go to the house of mourning. They view the corpse with Nanny and then they sit. With the sisters Eliza and Nanny, they are offered food and drink, and then Eliza and the aunt um, carry on a conversation that reveals that Father Flynn had apparently suffered on a mental breakdown after accidentally breaking a chalice. On the second chapter an encounter a story involved a boy is the narrator and his friend Mahoni taking a day off from the school and going to the shore to seek adventure in their otherwise dual lives. as the narrator says the mimic warfare of the evening became at last at wearisome to me as the routine of school in the morning because I want real adventures to happen to myself. But real adventures I reflect do not happen to people who remain at home. They must be sought abroad. The chapter revolves around their trip and the people that they see. There are enormous social events that the boys witness and the narrator, in an act of maturity, seems to at least be able to notice the situation. For example, the boys are mistaken for protestant by some local children. The narrator also noticed that many of the children are rich and extremely poor. On the chapter three, Arabi is telling a story of people living on North Richmond Street in the drug life, which seemed to be illuminated only by the fur and imagination of the children who, despite the growing darkness that comes during the winter months, insist on playing until their bodies glow. Even though the condition of this neighborhood leaves much to be desired, the children's play in infuse with their almond magical way of perceiving the world, which the narrator beautifully conveys to the reader. But through this boy career around the neighborhood, in a very childlike way, they also aware of and interested in the adult world, as represented by their spying on the narrator's uncles as he comes home from work. And more importantly, on Mangan's sister whose dress swung as she moved and whose soft robe of hair tossed from side to side. These boys are on the brink of sexual awareness and all by the mystery of another sex, are hungry for knowledge. On one rainy evening, the boy sacred himself in a soundless, dark drawing-room and gives his feeling for her full release. I press the palm of my hand together until they tremble murmuring, Oh love, oh love, many times, this is, is the culmination of the narrator's increasingly romantic idealization of Ming-Mang and sister. By the time he actually speak to her, he has built up such an unrealistic idea of her that he can barely put sentence together. When she addressed the first word to me, I was so confused that I didn't know what to answer. She asked me. If I was going to Arabi, I forget whether I answered yes or no, but the narrator recovers splendidly when Mangan's sister dolefully stares that she will not be able to go to Arabi, he gallantly offers to bring some back for her.